Welcome back to Theatre of the Moon and Mind. Today's episode, Death of Goldar, by Texas Wookiee. Tommy shook himself off as he looked at the figure before him. He had fought this opponent many times before, and they always managed to leave it at a draw despite his opponent's constant superior attitude. What are you doing back, monkey boy? he asked as he stood back up after an energy attack had nearly fried him. Simple, Tommy. I have come back to finish a piece of business. Really? And what would that be, you tin-plated baboon? Why, your destruction, of course, Red Ranger. The figure in front of him stood straight and tall like a human, was slightly over six foot. His blackish-blue face resembled a monkey. He had red eyes and razor-sharp fangs gold-plated armor that covered everything on him except for his face, and the pair of wings on his back that allowed the monster before him to fly through the air. Tommy, on the other hand, was a well-muscled 18-year-old young man who would soon be graduating, had long brown hair and a cold look in his eyes as he faced the creature before him. So what? Rita and Zed finally decided to give you some time off, and you decide to blow it all on a fight with me? Guess you really have lost it if that's the story with you, Goldar. Come, Red Ranger, I don't have time to play games. Goldar drew his sword, a heavy-looking broadsword with a golden hilt that matched his armor. If you say so, Goldar. Tommy smirked as he raised his wrist. Shifting to turbo, he cried. His entire body was engulfed in a red light, and when it faded, Tommy Oliver was gone. In his place stood the Red Turbo Ranger, who was already drawing his sword to face the monster that was becoming a bane to him. All right, Goldar, his voice filtered through the speakers. Let's finish this once and for all. My thoughts exactly, Red Ranger. But do you really need two swords? Fine, the Turbo Ranger said as he drew his turbo blade and tossed it to the side, then readied himself with his lightning blade. So honorable, Goldar mocked before he attacked, knocking Tommy back with his sheer strength. So, have you been working out? Tommy asked as he strained against the strength being thrown against him as the swords locked this time. Not really, Tommy, but I doubt you weak humans would know the difference. The two pulled back and struck again. Their blows were now causing sparks to rise up from where they struck their opponent. Tommy swung again, but Goldar ducked the blow and came up with his own reverse heel strike. The hilt caught him under the helmet. Then the blade followed against his chest, causing the Red Ranger to fly into a pile of rocks, causing more damage as he felt himself slam against the stone. Face it, Tommy, you've lost, Goldar gloated as he shot another set of energy beams at the Ranger. The part that missed striking him struck the stones around him, making them explode, striking him like a hundred miniature bullets, causing the Ranger armor to spark even more. And now we end this, Ranger. I finally get to do what I should have done when you were in Rita's service and put you out of my misery. The monster prepared to plunge the blade into the red Turbo Ranger's gut when a rock was thrown at the creature hitting him in the eye. Who dares to throw stones at me? He cried, jerking in the direction the stone had come from. I do, Goldar, a figure said. At first Tommy thought it was one of the other rangers. Maybe Adam and the others had found out about this fight. He couldn't believe what he saw. 
instead of four people in ranger armor with weapons drawn, a man in motorcycle leathers and a red helmet with a darkened visor stood before them. I challenge you, Goldar, General of Empress Rita and Lord Zed, to battle to the complete and utter destruction of the other. Very well, human. I don't know who you are, but I will tear you apart. Goldar bared his fangs the person before him. We shall see, Goldar. Where shall we meet? The guy took Goldar's threats well, at least. On the cliffs, overlooking the ocean warrior, there shall we fight, till the other one is gone from this plane of existence. Agreed, the man said. He pulled out a sword with a golden handle and five gems in the handle. Goldar took an uncertain step back as he eyed the weapon. The man just raised the blade till it was in front of him and saluted the monster before him. Until we meet, Goldar, perhaps you will even spare the Power Ranger so you can show him your true power. Yes, warrior, Goldar said, regaining his bluster. I shall show him what it means to be a true fighter tomorrow. Goldar shot one final look of hatred at Tommy before he disappeared in a flash of light. Groaning, Tommy pulled himself up and tried to follow the man, but his legs gave out. The man hadn't spared a glance at him as he sheathed his weapon back to his back where it had rested before. Listen to me, the ranger said. I appreciate the save and all, but you don't have to do this. Let us handle this. The figure looked him over slowly. He kneeled down on one leg so they were now eye to eye before he answered. You have had your chance, ranger. All of you rangers did. You couldn't stop him, so now I will do the job that you cannot bring yourselves to do. The man then got up and walked away, leaving the beaten ranger to stare in surprise. Chapter 2 Alpha, Tommy groaned as he slipped the rest of the way down to the ground. Teleport me to the command center. Sure thing, Tommy, my main man, the robot responded. The Red Ranger disappeared in a red flash of light. What has happened, Tommy? Demetria asked as she hovered in her usual spot when the Red Ranger reappeared in the auxiliary command room. Goldar's back and he's somehow gotten himself amped up, the Red Ranger reported as he deactivated the morph. How did you manage to escape him, Tommy? He got distracted by some guy with a sword, he explained. Alpha, run the images in the helmet cam till you find a long sword with five different colored jewels in the hilt. You got it, my man, the robot said. Tommy shook his head. The Alpha 6 model was more human, but sometimes he missed the efficient slangless Alpha 5 that was with Zordon. Here we are, the robot said as the image of the sword came into view. The other rangers chose that moment to beam in. Tommy, Kat said as she rushed to her boyfriend. What happened to you? Goldar decided to pay me back for all the times I've managed to beat him or come to a draw, he said, then told them about the fight, the stranger, and the challenge. That guy is crazy, Justin said. You should have called us, man. Adam said as he knelt down beside Cat and began checking his team leader over for injuries that might be hidden. Sorry about that, I was a little busy. Rangers, behold the viewing globe, Demetria said as the sword that Tommy had seen the strange person hold appeared. What is it? Justin asked. That young Justin is the sword of power, 
it is easily more powerful than any weapon that you as rangers have used. Where did it come from? Tanya asked as she looked at the sword in appreciation. It comes from the city of Atlantis, where its holder, the Lady of the Lake, lives. Whoa, hold on. The Lady of the Lake? Like King Arthur and Excalibur? Yes, Catherine, the Sword of Power and Excalibur are one and the same. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me that some guy dressed as a biker has a sword more powerful than anything we've ever seen? Justin said, ignoring the novelty of the origins of the mighty weapon. Yes, I shall talk with the Lady of the Lake later. Right now, rangers, you must go out into the city and find this biker and convince him to relinquish the sword. And if we don't find him, or can't talk him out of it? Adam asked. Then you must take it, for the blade will eventually kill the wielder due to its sheer power. Great, the most powerful weapon really is a two-edged blade, Tommy complained as he pulled himself back up to his feet. Tommy, you stay here. We'll call you if we find him, Cat said. You need to gain your strength back right now, though, or you'll never have the strength to pay Goldar back. We'll call you if we find him, all right? All right, Tommy agreed, before they disappeared in a flash of color. He watched as Demetria talked with some blue-skinned woman he assumed was the Lady of the Lake. The warrior who took the sword was able to face all of the challenges, my dear, the woman said. She had the same kind of regal bearing as Demetria. But the sword should never be used like a toy, the other being argued. Has this warrior shown any misuse of the weapon that was entrusted to him? No, but such a weapon is dangerous. We shall see, my dear, but know this. He has my blessing to mete out justice with the blade that I entrusted to Arthur so long ago. I hope you do not regret the choice you made, my lady, Demetria said before ending the communication. Chapter 3 You have not found the man yet? No, all we've found has been a lot of biker gangs getting in our faces, Adam said. I think he's just going to be waiting on the cliffs tomorrow, on the cliffs for Goldar. Very well, go home and try to rest, rangers. Be ready to take a superior version of Goldar. Right, Tommy said. They all teleported back to the surf shack to spend a bit of time unwinding before they headed home to sleep though they would most likely be worrying of the night as well. So, any idea why this guy has such a mad on to take Goldar down? Justin asked as he took a long pull from his drink. None, unless it's the fact that Goldar has probably caused the most damage to Angel Grove out of all the monsters that have been sent down, maybe this guy figured enough. I guess we'll find out tomorrow, Tommy said as he gave Cat one last kiss before offering to give Justin a ride home. The rangers all woke early that day, fortunately it was a Saturday, so they were able to go down to the beach without any problems. They stopped at the command center to receive any last-moment instructions that Demetria would give them before they morphed. They arrived just in time to see the motorcycle rider finish his stretches. Goldar arrived moments later. Greetings, rangers, the space monkey nodded. Shall we do this? I have power rangers to destroy. Fine, he said, 
As he drew the blade and tossed the sheath to the ground, he swung the blade in a lazy arc, as if he was going to take his opponent by surprise with a sneak attack to the leg or shoulder. Snarling, Goldar rushed the human, who easily ducked under the blow, kneed him in the stomach, then kicked it in the back of the knee, causing him to stumble. Goldar tried a backswing, but the man just leaned his weight to the other side and brought the hilt of his weapon down on the alien's elbow. Goldar snarled in surprise and pain, but did not drop his weapon as he came around and clipped the man on the shoulder with the side of his hand. The blow staggered the man. This is crazy, Tommy said as he watched the man get back up. Goldar is already strong enough as it is. No human can possibly match him one-on-one, -on -one, no matter what weapon they have. Goldar struck a hard downward blow that would have sliced through the guy's shoulder and maybe all the way down. But the guy deflected the blow, but was staggered by the force. The guy got in a lot of decent and powerful blows, but without the benefit of ranger armor, the guy was fighting a losing battle. The man spun under another swipe, and this time he actually drew blood. Snarling in anger, Goldar punched at him. The helmet somehow absorbed the blow and just cracked the visor that covered his face. We're not allowed to help, Tommy? Kat said in a pained voice as she watched the guy use Goldar as a board to roll on and back around, striking upwards, causing sparks on the armor. No matter how much or little he needs? Goldar then grabbed the sword arm in his large grip. They all winced as they heard the cracking of bones, but the hand wouldn't release the mighty blade. Not bad, human, but I win. He then shoved his blade into the gut of the man and kicked him off the blade. The shocked rangers watched the body fall down the cliff, then fall down to the beach and roll into the ocean, disappearing from sight. He fought well, the alien said. Had he been a ranger, I might have actually had trouble. You still do, lad. A voice with a heavy Irish accent said. As another man stepped forward from behind a large boulder, he had a large trench coat on and a white-handled katana in his hand and another sword was stuck in his waist. Do you intend to challenge me as well, human? Goldar sneered. Me? Nay, lad. But I think you should finish one fight before you start another. He then pointed with his blade at an object that was coming ashore. Goldar stared in amazement as the figure limped back onto dry land, after he had been thrown down to a watery grave, and he still had the sword in hand. I will not fail this time, Goldar swore as he jumped after the figure, not hesitating the rangers followed quickly behind, landing on a nearby hill away from the fighting. The two rushed each other again. The arm that Goldar had either cracked or broken was now healed as well. This is really weird, Justin said as they watched the human. As he continued to dance around the space monkey, they watched in horror as the man seemed to die twice more, once through a blow to the heart, another when he appeared to be smothered under the sand before he got back up as if from sleep, attacking again. The man's leather outfit was now in shreds as he continued to fight. His helmet now had a hole in it, leaving one of his eyes exposed. Goldar's armor was now covered in burn marks where the powerful sword had struck, 
and then as if on some prearranged signal, the man tore the remains of his top off, revealing bronzed skin and a dragon tattoo. He then began to fight harder. He started with a kick to the face that struck the alien in the face, then a palm strike to the chest. While the alien took a step back to regain his breath and composure, the sword swung out, now at incredible speeds, striking the armor and now leaving even larger burn marks. Time to make sure you stay here, the man said, and then he was flipping over the alien and stuck out blind, it seemed. Goldar howled in agony as he fell to the ground in pain. The rangers stood in disbelief as one of Goldar's long wings now lay on the ground between the two fighters. There was now also a small puddle of blood forming on the alien's back. I will feast on your heart, human. Goldar cried in pain and rage as he swung at him blindly. Suddenly, the man had him in an odd hold that had both their swords tangled up. The man's sword was on his shoulder right over his neck. Goldar's sword just stuck. The swords broke free, and Goldar swung again, while the masked man spun after breaking free, and suddenly Goldar's head was flying through the air as he came back around. The blood went flying as the body and head parted, going their own directions. The head rolled away till it stopped in front of the rangers, stump side up, showing the insides of the cruel creature. The rangers looked at the remains of one of their worst enemies, then they tore their helmets off and began puking as they fell to the ground on their knees. What right did you have to do that? Tommy finally managed to ask as he looked at the panting figure. I had every right, Tommy, the figure said. Yes, I know each of you. He spun around and headed into the ocean till he was knee-deep in the water. Thank you, lady. I hope I never have need to call on your weapon again. He then flung the sword he had used to kill Goldar toward the ocean. A hand jutted out and caught the blade, then sank back to wherever they had come from. You did him proud, lad, the other man said as he came down. He pulled the spare sword out of his belt and handed it to him. The other man tucked the sword away and watched the rangers help each other up. He began unstrapping his helmet. The rangers waited in shock as he pulled the helmet up slowly, trying to avoid the glass shards that were hanging out. Jason! They all said in disbelief as they saw the former leader of the rangers toss the now-broken helmet into a nearby trash bin. Hey guys, he said, a grim smile on his face as he looked at the rangers. Tommy steeled himself, then grabbed his best friend's arm. Jason, we can't let you just do something like that, then walk away. Actually, you can, Jason said, glaring at his friend. I broke no laws, and I'm pretty sure that he wasn't human. My only problem was that the kid, he nodded to Justin, had to see that. Or is it just nicer when they blow up, and you don't have to worry about the consequences of killing? So how about you back out of a situation you can't win? Nodding, Tommy released his friend, wondering what could have happened to the man who used to lead the Power Rangers. You ready, Mac? Jason asked, looking at the mystery man. Aye, lad, let's go. Tommy watched him get back up, with only a sad, casual wave to them, before they jumped onto a pair of motorbikes that had been sitting off to the side. What had happened to my bro was his thought as they drove off.
This has been The Death of Goldar by Texas Wookie, a Power Rangers Turbo Highlander crossover. <laughs>